0: Thank you, Chris and Abby, so very much for leading us in worship. In a moment, when we turn to our time in the Word, we're going to be reminded of that. In the opening song, God referred to as an anchor, that that foundation, that help, that hope, that thing that we hold on to uh, for the stability in the middle of difficult times. And in that um, last song, as we were wrapping up, just the idea of waiting on God. We're going to come back to that. Right now, I'd like to uh, turn to a time of prayer, and for now, in light of current events, this past week we saw, unfortunately, uh, the video from a couple of months ago of the tragic death of Ahmad Arbery, and it has brought to light the evil that can be in the heart of humans, where racism, where... Prejudice and bias can be involved when people make horrible decisions and to take someone else's life. And what we definitely have seen um, in this situation, but in many others, is that people have prejudged someone else to be less valuable than themselves. And we just don't believe that's true. We believe that God has created us given each of us life he's the source of our life and that he has created us in his image and that each of us have value that's something that we believe and believe strongly and we believe that we need to stand up for that we need to speak for that and we need to make those decisions in our own hearts that we will look at everyone in our life as having spiritual value as being somebody that God has created somebody that God loves it's so critical but what I want to do right now is to spend some time in prayer. So will you please just join me in prayer? Um, these events and others uh, have really grieved uh, Rebecca and I. Um, we, it has been a lot to process, and uh, we have cried our tears, and, and we have expressed anger and frustration and um, even a feeling of, like, what can we possibly do to bring change to this? And so we are here for you. We want to help you process whatever you're thinking and feeling about it. But my heart is that we grow from it and that we respond to it spiritually with God in mind. So please just join me in prayer even now. God, right now, we come together as a church family and we pray for the family of Ahmad Arbery. Lord, we ask that you would do a miracle of grace and peace for his family, for his friends, for his neighbors, or co-workers. Lord, would you give them help in processing the tragic loss of his life a couple of months ago and, unfortunately, the, the tragic two months of waiting on the justice system to do anything about it Um, God, we do thank you that there finally have been some charges filed, but Lord, we're just lifting up the family today. Would you minister to them, meet their needs? Would you give them grace and mercy and peace? Help them, Lord. We send out love to them, asking that you would help them, God. And Lord, I just ask that you would bring repentance, a change of behavior and awareness of the wrong to those that have perpetrated this crime. Lord, each person that was involved with this, Lord, bring them to change. Lord God, and I also ask that you would bring the various people in the Georgia justice system that sat on this, that didn't do anything about it, would you bring them to repentance, bring them to an awareness of a need for change? God, I'm asking that that would be true throughout the justice system of the United States, that this, the people who are involved in the system would wake up, Lord, to their responsibility to do what is right. Lord, and for each of us ourselves and for people across the United States, God, I'm asking, would you bring change to how we see other people? Would you bring change to our thoughts, to our feelings about other people? Would you help us to see that each person has value, that each person is created by you in your image? Lord, I ask that you would help us to learn from this, help us to press out any racial prejudice that there is inside of us. Would you help us to eliminate it? Would you help us to have constructive conversations, productive learning, God? But I pray spiritually that you would open our spiritual eyes to see what you want us to see open our spiritual ears to hear what you want us to hear bring change in our hearts lord we wherever we have bias lord we ask for your forgiveness we ask for your cleansing we ask for your help in changing our own behavior we make a fresh commitment god with your help we will no longer see anyone else as less valuable than ourselves god We are thanking you that you can open our spiritual eyes, help us to see the value of each person. Lord, we're asking that there would be healing in us, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our cities, to the the, the wound that racism brings. Lord, would you bring healing to the wound that... a lack of justice in our system brings. Lord, would you bring healing to our communities, to our relationships? Lord, would you bring us into alignment with your kingdom that we, on the inside of us and our relationships and in our neighborhoods and our cities and system-wide, we would come into your righteousness, that healthy, right way of thinking right standing with you and with other people, that we would treat others the way that we should treat them. And God, I know that from that, there will come peace. From that, there will be a prevention of these things happening in the future. And from that will come joy. Lord, we grieve this loss, this horrifying thing that has happened and we're asking you for change lord, would you bring change to our nation would you bring change to us lord i'm asking for your help god in the name of jesus Lord, we we want to god help us to focus on you to shift from an unhealthy focus on ourselves or our problems or our world to a healthy focus on you. Lord, as we turn to you this morning, I ask that you would help us, Lord, to be aware of what you are saying to us. Help us to hear your words today and respond. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I think it's so important that we take time to pray. This week I've been reading in the Psalms, Psalms 57, 58, and 59, and I've been thinking a lot about the life of David and what he learned about God in his relationship with God. And David in his life faced obstacles, um, difficulties that were beyond his control. He had people attacking him, people chasing him at different times. He saw the loss of loved ones he saw a wide variety of challenges that were beyond his control. And so I find his writings um, to be really helpful to help us learn. And today I want to look at the concept of faithful God. I believe that God, our creator, is a faithful God. So let's have a look at Psalm 59, verses 16 through 17. But as for me, I will sing about your power. Each morning I will sing with joy about your unfailing love. For you have been my refuge, a place of safety when I am in distress. O my strength, to you I sing praises. For you, O oh God, are my refuge, the God who shows me unfailing love. Now that is at the end of a song where he is singing about the way that his life is facing great difficulty, hardship, problems, things that are beyond his control. And I found it to be really relevant. And when I was thinking about this song and what he says in the closing, in the context of other songs that he's written, it kind of made me think about it in terms of this sentence. Like he's saying, despite the suffering in my life, I have seen God's love, peace, and protection. God has not failed me. And there's that concept of a faithful God. I want to uh, turn to the prophet Isaiah um, to just read uh, a verse that I think is relevant to uh, some of what we're seeing today. Isaiah 54, verse 10. For even if the mountains walk away and the hills fall to pieces, my love won't walk away from you. My covenant commitment of peace won't fall apart. The God who has compassion on you says so. You might be familiar with the translation of this uh, verse that says, Even though the mountains shake, and mountains meant a number of things to them in this this prophecy uh, where Isaiah or God is speaking through Isaiah to his people about the difficulties that they've experienced in the past and the difficulties that they would experience in the future, but also the way that their city, Jerusalem, would be restored, and even a foreshadowing into heaven, the new city of our God, Jerusalem, the glory, the wonder, the wonderful things that are out in front of them, even though they're experiencing difficulty now. Does that sound relevant to us today? And what God is saying is that even though you see the mountains shake, and mountains to them would be... uh, things that are not movable, things that are not shakable. Um, they, they made homes and, and, and took care of livestock in the foothills of the mountains. It was a, also a place where there was the concept of security because it was like a protection from people from across the mountain that they couldn't attack them. Um, th- so what he's saying is that, hey, God is saying to them, even if the mountains shake, even if there are um, unbelievable problems and challenges and it seems like your world is falling apart, my love won't walk away from you. My covenant commitment of peace won't fall apart. God had made a commitment with his people He'd given them promises, he'd given them directions to follow, and he'd given them promises of blessing. He'd given them identity, he'd given them purpose. God had made a way for them. And what God was saying is that even when troubles come, my love for you will not be shaken, it will not fall apart. My promises for you will not be shaken, will not fall apart. It's an amazing, amazing thing important for us to remember today that this is who God is. And we see something similar that the prophet Jeremiah says in Lamentations, chapter 3, and I think Lamentations is relevant to us this week with, uh, you know, multiple tragic deaths, the virus that we're facing, the economic hardships that we're facing, so many different things. And so this is interesting, the prophet Jeremiah speaking to the people in much the same Context as the prophet Isaiah, picking up uh, Lamentations 3, verse 17. Peace has been stripped away. Uh, And this is um, kind of in in the first person um, speaking about the difficulties that they've gone through. Peace has been stripped away, and I have forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness... Is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I will dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends, His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. I say to myself, The Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who depend on Him to those who search for him. So it is good to wait patiently for salvation from the Lord. Isn't that right? It's amazing. In the context of all the difficulty, of all the trouble, he's calling on, and he even refers to, a little bit later here, uh, the prophecy from Isaiah that we just read, and he's quoting He's referring to the same themes that we see in the Psalms, that even though I have seen difficulties, and it might seem like a contradiction, it might seem like that, but what we have in each of these three cases is perspective that's informed by a bad moment or season in life does not mean that my whole life is bad suffering doesn't mean that god is not good and that sounds strange that sounds difficult to wrap our minds around we might go through a challenging season like we are right now and think oh maybe god has forgotten about us but what we have in this example here is we have multiple people that are saying even though i went through difficulty I've also looked back on my life and considered from my life and considered from the world around me that even though I went through difficulty, more powerful than the the difficulty was the truth that God is faithful, that God is loving, that God is kind, that God is for us. That's the truth of it. That's the truth of the situation. And we see here in Lamentations, just like we do, in the Psalms, that God's faithfulness is great. I want us to think about that today. Remember, maybe like the psalmist, remember the reality that it is God who gave you life. You didn't bring yourself into this world. Your parents were involved with bringing you into this world. But it's God who gave them the ability to bring you into this world. It's God who has given you life. It is God who protects you, who provides for you, who gives you the energy to earn money, who gives you creativity, who gives you things that you enjoy, that you're skilled at, that you're good at, that you can do to have, find fulfillment and enjoyment in life. It is God who is with you. It is God who is a companion to you. It is God who has redeemed you, who has already shown you the best love possible through Jesus. It is God who has done these things for you already. It is God who is with you. Think about it. Jesus said, I am with you. So whether we see it or not, God has been faithful. I really enjoyed that from this past week's lesson in the Freedom Book. The reality, uh, the lesson learned from how life giving and powerful it is when we worship God unconditionally. When we don't leave our circumstances as the thing that dictates whether we worship God or not. But when we say, I'm going to worship God because God is worthy, even though I'm going through difficulty now, I believe that God is still good, I believe that God is still faithful. And I can look back and realize God has given me life. God has done all these things for me, which at the end of the day are more important than the difficulties I'm facing right now, are more dynamic, are more valuable, have a greater effect on my life. So when we look at the passage from Lamentations, we actually get some action points there for us in how we should respond, what we should do about this. So I want to go back to that real quick. Verse 25 Lamentations 3. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait patiently for the salvation of the Lord. So what do we do in response to God's faithfulness? Well, today in worship, we've already thanked God for his faithfulness. And I think that we should do that every morning. We should thank God for his faithfulness. But I also think that what we should do is rely on God. And that that includes a changing of your perspective, a learning about the truth of who God is and all that God has already done for you, and then a choosing to rely on God. So one of the things that I do when I pray the Lord's Prayer in the morning, before I even pray, give us each day our daily bread. I start where Jesus did, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. And then I thank God for all that he has already provided. After thanking God for all that he's provided, I pray Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. And then I ask God for the provision of today. And that puts me in a place of relying on God. For me, that's how relying on God looks. So we can depend on God like we see here in this scripture. And this is bringing change on the inside of us, which is connected to things we've been talking about and we're going to talk about. Second, search for God. We see this reference to searching for God. And you hear me often refer to the fact that a relationship with God is proactive. We can't grow in a relationship with God. We can't grow stronger spiritually spiritually learning how to draw more strength from our relationship with God by sitting back waiting it to come to us by just listening to someone else talk about their relationship with God by being passive. We need to be proactive. We need to read about God in the scripture. We need to learn. We need to ask questions. We need to identify what our questions are. We need to think about what we read. We need to listen to other people that we know talk about but then learn from what they have said about their relationship with God. All of that can be a searching for God. I want to identify what is God really like? This is how I shift from an unhealthy focus on myself to a healthy focus on God. And that's where I discover God's faithfulness. That's where it goes from being something that sounds moving that someone else is describing to now it is moving me. It is life-changing to me because I have experienced it for myself. I have learned about it for myself. And this is where now my spiritual eyes are open and I can see and I can recognize what God has already done for me. I can look back on my life and recognize where God has already provided for me. And that's where the searching from God comes. And when we start to learn more about God, it makes it easier for us to hear the voice of God, to be aware. So I'm going to become more aware of the comfort of God's relationship, but also the guidance of God's relationship. This is important, and this is life-changing. So I want to depend on God, and I want to search for God. And then what we also see here is something that we don't like to hear, and that is, wait patiently on the Lord. And we sang about this this morning with Chris and Abby. There's so much to the meaning of these words, but I want you to consider. Have a moment of silence every day where you wait on the Lord. And maybe start with being, do whatever you have to do to be more focused on God than anything else. Quiet yourself. And then think about the fact that you're saved. If you've confessed your sins and your belief that Jesus is your Savior, you've received new life. You don't have to carry around guilt anymore. You're forgiven. You're free. You are spiritually free. So just sit there in a moment of silence and rest in your salvation. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to do anything. Rest in your salvation. And in that moment of silence... Thank God. Thank God for your salvation. Now, in that moment of quiet, of peace, you are waiting on God. And then just don't talk. Just be quiet and listen to see what God may say to you. This is incredibly helpful spiritual practice. Incredibly helpful spiritual practice. And what I'm recommending that you do this week when you do it, is focused on the reality that God is faithful. God has not forgotten about you. God has not left you. God has not turned away from you. It might look like it. It might feel like it. Even when we don't see it, God is working. And the reality is that what hell meant to break you has failed. You are still alive. You are still breathing. You can still draw strength from your relationship with God. This is so important, so helpful And so life-giving. It's so important that I want to talk just a little bit more about how we apply this truth. When I think about how I'm going to apply this truth, I want to come back to a focus on Jesus, right? This is City Harbor Church, a safe place to find and follow Jesus. You may remember the words that Jesus spoke we see here on the screen, John 8, 31 through 32. You are truly my disciples, followers, If you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, I think it's important for us to not just be inspired and feel good by that, but to actually think about how does that work? How does that work? Well, this is directly connected to what we've been talking about. God is faithful, and depending on God, resting waiting on God, relying on God. It's connected to this, follow me with this, okay? Learning about God is one of the best things you can do in your life, and it will be more relevant to the struggles you're going through, the things that you are dealing with than you might imagine. It's relevant, it's helpful. So if I wanna grow in this idea that God is faithful, that is one way that I can activate this spiritual principle Jesus talked about, that the truth will set me free. See, I think when we come to faith in Jesus, there is a miracle that happens in that moment, and the Holy Spirit guides us. But also I think we have the opportunity to activate this spiritual principle and grow in our freedom. And here's how it works. We need to take time to stop, to slow down life enough to think about, to consider, to unpack, what am I feeling, what am I thinking? If I'm stressed about something, or if I'm discouraged, or if I have doubt about God, what is the question? What is the question that's in my mind? Is there a thought or a feeling that's discouraging, that's bringing me down? Let's bring it to the surface, and I would recommend that you write it down. So let's just say, for example, this morning we're talking about the fact that God is faithful. And in the face of the virus and the economic challenges that we have right now, what we might be feeling somewhere, and we might not be aware of it, we just kind of have some stress, some anxiety, um, but we have to slow down long enough to be able to unpack what are we what are we really believing underneath in the subconscious? What are we really thinking that is affecting the, uh, the fact that we're feeling this way? And one of the things might be, that we might think that in the face of this virus and economic challenges that God has forgotten about us. So that feeling might be reasonable. It might be a reasonable thought or feeling based on the circumstances that you're going through. But it might not be a true thought. It might not be a completely trustworthy, a reliable thought. And probably what's going on is that there is some mixture of logic, of emotion, of fact. I've taken in the facts of the difficulty of what we're experiencing right now, whether it be uh, being laid off from a job or facing disease or uncertainty about whether or not I have the virus or, or thinking deeply about what's going on in our world right now, or just being stressed out from being cooped up in the house with other people. But we may be Our reality, the things that are true about our reality, can build up this level of anxiety and can cause us to feel and think things that might be partially based on that, maybe partially based on something that you've heard from another human, maybe partially based on your own mind, your own emotions, and maybe partially based on something from your enemy. And the mixture of those things is something almost like a tumor that's wrapped around an organ that needs to be peeled away. And what we've gotta do is identify what is the truth of the feeling that I'm going through right now that's not reliable, it's not trustworthy. It's a lie. A lie is not just something that's totally false, 100% false. A lie can be a twisting of the truth. So the thought that God has forgotten me is not saying that God doesn't exist, that God didn't create us, God didn't give us life. It's not even saying that God didn't offer us salvation through Jesus. But the thought that God has forgotten about me um, is a twisting of the truth and a bringing in an element that's false. And if we want to grow spiritually in our peace, in our freedom, But also if we want to grow in what we've been talking about lately in this spiritual strength. How do I get stronger spiritually from my relationship with God? Remember, we looked at Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the other suggestions from Philippians 4 that are so powerful that lead us to peace, guarding our minds. And then we just spent the last two Sundays talking about the armor of God in Ephesians 6 and being strong. By taking up by gearing up these spiritual things so we've been talking about that and and we're talking about getting stronger spiritually and this is how it works and this is how we apply the truth will set you free okay I 've got to identify you see on the screen replace the lie with the truth what is the unreliable thought or feeling I'm having that I need to to replace with truth about God and what I find to be really helpful for using this is to write it down. Maybe you've got a note app in your phone. Jot it down in there. Identify. And give yourself time. Be patient with yourself. Don't be in a rush. This is and this is where quiet time is so helpful. Quiet time should not just be stress praying, asking God to change everything. I think that can be helpful but I think it also needs to include quiet time and meditation and deep reflection and those things can include this what am I thinking what am I believing that maybe is not reliable that maybe is not entirely true and so I want to identify that I want to write it down and give yourself a chance to over the course of the week reflect on it think about it and then what we've seen in the freedom book in the back of the book is ways to find a scripture that is relevant to each and everything that I might be thinking or feeling. And this morning, in the different verses that we looked at, we've already looked at several verses that say that the experience of people and the promises that God gave were consistent. And what they consistently said is that even when times are bad, God has been faithful, God is now faithful, and God will yet be faithful. I want to tell you, This is true. It's comforting. It's reassuring. Your spirit can grab a hold of it and can breathe in the truth of who God is. And this is how, this processing, this identifying, what am I believing that's not reliable, this taking the scripture and and applying it to what I'm thinking and feeling, this is a way that we draw strength from our relationship with God, where we come into more spiritual freedom, more spiritual peace, where we start to walk lighter, not heavier, where we start to be able to move forward in in life with this relationship with God, with strength from our relationship with God. So today, I'm believing and hoping that this is helpful for you. Hey, listen, God is faithful. He has not left us. He has not forgotten about us. He will never leave us. God is faithful, and God loves you today. Let's pray. God, I thank you that this is who you are, That we can identify where we're believing something that's not true and we can look at what has been revealed about who you really are and we can say, hey, this is what God is really like. Help us today, Lord, to grab a hold of that in our spirit and say, this is what God is really like. Lord, but we need your help with that. Would you strengthen us? Would you help us to be focused as we implement this, as we put it into practice? Help us to feel your peace with the comfort of the Holy Spirit, our companion, our counselor, and our guide. And as we hear your guidance, Lord, help us to follow it. Help us to take steps in the direction that you're leading us. I thank you, God, for who you are and for all that you have done today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for taking part in this today, for participating. Grace and peace to you. Have a great week.